Hi, I'm Danielle Karen, and in this podcast, I'm going to share with you knowledge and tools that I believe should be accessible to everyone. They're fundamental and essential to being human. Embody Your Power is an integrative model that bridges science, spirituality, and ancient wisdom to give you the resources needed to live your fullest potential. As a psychotherapist for over 16 years and now as a coach, I help people know, reclaim, and embody their power on all levels. It's my mission to help you connect to your unshakable resilience, to know true power and freedom, to be sovereign, and to remember your divine nature. If you're wanting to learn tools to release layers of conditioning, heal from trauma, feel at home in your body, have inner peace, expand your capacity for joy, connect spiritually, and take a journey with me to embody your power, then this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining me. Together, let's raise our consciousness to help evolve humanity. Have you ever experienced anxiety? Do you know someone who suffers from chronic anxiety? In this episode, I'll take a thorough look at anxiety and teach you how to work with your anxiety so that you can feel more relaxed, resilient, and present in life. Anxiety is a protective part of your psyche, which means it's trying to protect you from some type of pain, usually emotional pain. It's oriented toward the future and often worried about what might happen. Its enemy is the unknown. It wants to be able to predict what will happen next so that you're not caught off guard and so that you don't get hurt. However, we don't get to predict the future. We embody our power when we accept reality instead of trying to fight it or control it. There is a place in you that can make peace with the unknown, and I'll help you access it. First, let's take a look at how an anxious part can impact you from an integrative perspective. Mentally, an anxious part is often trying to protect you from the unknown or uncertainty. It will tell you about all the worst-case scenarios. It can hyperfixate on different outcomes, making it hard to calm your mind and focus. It pulls you out of the present moment and keeps you stuck in the land of what-if which is not currently a reality. Mentally, your anxious thoughts are creating a situation that you're now living in, which isn't the present reality, and it's causing your body and emotions to react to the situation in your mind. Remember, your brain doesn't care if something is real or imaginary. So if your energy is going toward anxious thoughts, your body will respond in kind. Meaning, You're stressing yourself out from the thoughts in your mind that aren't a reality. Emotionally, the anxious part is creating excessive worry and fear. Anxiety is actively trying to avoid certain emotions because it doesn't know about your resilience to be with your emotions. Many people haven't been taught how to be with their emotions from their innate resilience, and it's a passion of mine to help people know and experience this. The anxious part believes it's protecting you from emotional pain, while in the meantime, it's causing a lot of emotional turmoil. 
It's trading an imagined pain that can happen sometime in the future for real emotional distress that we are experiencing in the present. Constant worry is constant stress, and constant stress is a leading cause of health complications. The anxious part can make us agitated, on edge, and irritable. Emotionally, it doesn't give us a break. Physically, the anxious part can cause muscle tension, jaw clenching, headaches, stomach aches, rapid heart rate, sweating, nail biting, emotional eating, lack of appetite, and fatigue. Anxiety can interfere with sleep, which can impact our brain and body's need to rest and repair. Chronic anxiety can also weaken the immune system due to the stress it's causing. Physiologically, anxiety is revving up the nervous system by activating the sympathetic nervous system for prolonged periods of time. In episode three, Wired for Survival and Completion, I talked about the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system being like the gas and the brake on your car. Anxiety is constantly pushing on the gas, which can easily lead to someone feeling overwhelmed very quickly. Anxious parts generally are not in favor of you relaxing. It can even see relaxing as a threat. Why? Well, if you're not ready, if you're not on guard, if you're not overly thinking about what could happen next, then this part feels like you're at risk of the unknown, causing you pain. This can be very taxing to your nervous system. People can then try to manage the anxiety and regulate their nervous system with behaviors and substances, which can be addictive and take us further away from our true power and resilience. Relationally, an anxious part can strain relationships. It can make it difficult to relax and enjoy the company of others. Anxious parts can have a hard time trusting other people. Anxiety can limit our behaviors and activities to avoid triggers and can make our lives very small. Socially, anxiety can limit our interaction with others leading to isolation. Anxiety can severely impact the quality of our life. By interfering with our ability to relax and be present, disrupting sleep, straining relationships, as well as making it hard to work, succeed in school, and focus our attention where we would like to focus it. Spiritually, our anxious part is disconnected from our core self and from source. It either doesn't know about our core self or source, or it doesn't trust them. Therefore, the anxious part feels that it needs to take care of everything on its own. It carries a large burden as a result of this disconnection. If there's no trust in the core self or source, then this part can carry the weight of the world on its shoulders, right? It's trying to predict the future so that you won't be caught off guard. It's trying to prevent you from experiencing the unknown. This is an impossible thing to do, and it only causes more stress in the anticipation of what could happen. We embody our power when we're connected to our core self, knowing the truth about ourselves and our divine nature, and are connected to source. Anxious parts don't have any power. They live in an illusion of having power. 
they only operate from fear, fear of what could happen and fear of what I might experience or feel. I've worked with many people over 16 years, and I like to ask people what they believe happens after they die. I've noticed a connection between people who believe that nothing happens after we die, they believe it's just the end, and a high level of anxiety. If you listen to episode six, Protectors of Your Psyche, you'll remember that each of the protector parts of your psyche has a positive intention to help you or protect you, despite the way it goes about that, which might not be helpful at all, and it actually can be quite destructive. However, let's look at the anxious part's intention to help or protect you from some type of pain. It wants to try to anticipate or predict the future so that you're not hurt by the unknown. Why? It believes that if you're prepared for anything that comes your way by overly thinking about it, then you won't get hurt or as hurt. It's trying to prevent you from feeling emotional pain. Maybe it's afraid you would feel naive, vulnerable, rejected, alone, regret, scared, or betrayed. Now let's look at how to work with the anxious part. We'll use an example of someone feeling anxious about being in a social situation. First, as we explored in other episodes, first we see it as a separate part. I suggest if it works for you, you see it as a younger version of yourself. Once you get an image of it, then pause the image and ask yourself, who am I in this present moment when I separate from the anxious part? What are you aware of? Can you see things from a bigger perspective? This helps us connect to our core self. Second, once you can feel the qualities of your core self, for example, you might experience feeling calm, curious, compassionate, present, and more connected to your innate resilience. Then bring these qualities to the anxious part and see if it can feel into what it's like to be around you. Put yourself in the part's shoes and see if you can feel what it's like to be around the present-day adult you who is calm, curious, compassionate, present, and resilient when you're feeling anxious. Third, then ask the anxious part what its intention is to help you or protect you. Maybe it will say, I don't want you to feel rejected, embarrassed, or ashamed. This part needs to feel seen for its positive intention, so see if you can help it feel seen and understood. It doesn't mean you agree with the part. It's just that the part feels understood for its desire to help, and then it can start to relax. Fourth, next you want to ask, what are you afraid would happen if you didn't make me anxious? Maybe it would say, I'm afraid you would do something stupid and people will criticize you. Then you can ask, what are you afraid I would experience or feel if that happened? It might say, well, I'm afraid you would feel ashamed. This question reveals the pain of the exile that the anxious part is trying to make sure you don't feel. So what we want to do is help this part know that you can be with this pain. Once it knows this, it can really start to relax. To do this, you then want to make a connection from your core self to the exiled part that carries the pain of feeling ashamed and invite that part to share with you how painful it is to feel that. Your core self isn't afraid of the part's pain and can be open-hearted and present 
with the part while it's sharing the pain without trying to fix it or make it go away. So see if you can connect to this aspect of your core self. Fifth, when I'm working with people, I will ask them, can you find a place inside of you that can make peace with the unknown? Some people will say yes, and some will say no. When people say yes, and they can find their ability to be with the unknown, then I have them bring that knowing and presence to the worried, anxious part and see how it responds to being around you. Generally, it's very calming to the part. If someone says no, they can't find a place inside of them that can make peace with the unknown, then I simply remind them of all the ways they go about their day making peace with the unknown already. Think about it for a minute. Can you find ways that you already find acceptance and peace with the unknown? The unknown applies to everything. Are you anxious about everything in your life? I would expect not, and so see if you can feel what it's like to make peace with the unknown in many aspects of your life. The unknown is a ground rule of the reality we live in. We don't get to know what will happen in the next minute, next day, or next year. I believe we embody our power when we accept and make peace with reality. One of my favorite quotes is from Byron Katie. She says, whenever you fight reality, you lose only 100% of the time. Most of us, most of the time, are accepting and making peace with the unknown that exists moment to moment. There's always a risk that we can get hurt physically or emotionally. There's a risk that ourselves or someone we love can get into an accident or get ill. There's a risk that our possessions and investments may not be there tomorrow. There's a risk that something can happen to our loved ones and pets. It's a reality that we will all die. And it's a reality that we don't get to know when that day will come. Here are some common everyday risks. Traffic accidents. Traveling by car, bicycle, or on foot exposes us to the risks of accidents on the road. These accidents can result from factors such as speeding, distracted driving, aggressive drivers, or adverse weather conditions. Falls. Falls can lead to injuries ranging from minor bruises to more severe fractures or head injuries. Health risks including poor nutrition, lack of exercise, exposure to environmental toxins, and stress can contribute to illness or chronic disease. Medical errors. When seeking medical treatment, there's always a risk of medical errors, misdiagnosis, or complications from procedures and medications. Natural disasters. Depending on where we live, there may be risks associated with natural disasters such as earthquakes, hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, wildfires, or tsunamis. Crime. Crime rates can vary by location, but there's always a risk of theft, assault, deception, manipulation, or other criminal activities in many areas. Workplace hazards. Many people face various risks at their workplace, including accidents, exposures to hazardous materials, and dangerous tools or machinery. Food and water safety. Consuming contaminated food or water can lead to food poisoning and other illnesses. 
sports, and recreational activities. Engaging in sports and recreational activities can lead to injuries. Substance abuse. The misuse of drugs, alcohol, or other substances carries risks of addiction, accidents, overdosing, and other health problems. Pharmaceutical drugs. Pharmaceutical drugs have side effects and risks. Have you heard the long list of side effects rattled off on the commercials for medications? Many of them include stroke, heart attack, or death. Technology. There are risks associated with technology malfunctioning, being intrusive, crossing boundaries, and a means to commit crime. Environmental hazards. Pollution, air quality issues, and exposure to toxic substances can pose health risks. Pollution to our land, air, water, and exposure to toxic substances can pose health risks. Terrorism. In some areas, there may be a risk of terrorist activities that can result in harm or loss of life. I'm not trying to scare anyone or make anyone's anxious parts more anxious. I want to put things into perspective. There's always a risk of harm or death. On a daily basis, do you think about all these ways you can be harmed? Most people don't. Most of the time, we are able to make peace with the unknown. However, what can happen is that an anxious part can overly focus on one or a few particular risks to our well-being. Think about that. If there are many risks to our well-being, an anxious part is only focusing on some of the risks and usually a specific risk or a few risks. This just shows us that there's a particular fear of that particular pain that the anxiety is overly focusing on. For example, during the height of COVID, I saw many people develop anxious parts that previously weren't present. All of a sudden, people had parts that were anxious about coughing, sneezing, masking, testing, touching, hugging, traveling, isolating, socializing, disinfecting, and vaccinating. Prior to COVID, this was off of most people's radar as far as a risk to their well-being. I believe the media had a large role in stirring up fear and anxiety. Remember, fear is the main emotion of all of our protective parts of our psyche, and anxiety is a protective part. If the media started to heavily focus on and broadcast every day how many people get into car accidents and how many of them are injured and die, I'm sure there would be a lot more people who would start to have anxiety about driving or being in a car. As a trauma specialist, I wish that trauma specialists were consulted on how to prevent trauma, decrease stress and fear, and support our innate resilience in these situations. Many people during COVID found great relief from refraining from watching the news and media. Our anxious and fearful parts are operating under an illusion that they can protect us. They can also try to elicit other protectors, such as the part that wants to control or judge others, which is also an illusion. Rather than operating from fear, anxiety, and an illusion of safety, we're more protected and powerful when we're connected to our core self and in the present moment. 
When we're in the present moment, we have the most presence, knowledge, and resources to react to any situation in the most powerful way. I like to use this analogy for sports fans. Think of a sport that you like to watch. Many athletes are in a relaxed, ready position and are in the present moment. This ensures that they're in the best possible position to react to each moment in the most beneficial way to win the game. Now picture a player on the field that's anxious about what's going to happen next. So they're running back and forth or in circles trying to anticipate the next move. They're wasting a lot of their energy. They're preoccupied and not in the present moment. They're operating from fear and an illusion that the anxiety is going to help them win the game. Being in your core self where you're innately resilient in the present and inherently regulated is the most powerful state you can embody. Do you have children? If so, would you like them to make peace with the unknown or be worried about everything that could potentially cause them harm? We are accessing our power and resilience when we can make peace with the unknown. It can be helpful to see our own anxious parts as little kids. They're panicking because they don't know about or trust your core self. When we connect with our core self, then we can help our anxious parts trust us and relax. Likewise, a parent embodying their core self can help their child trust them, which can help the child relax and access their own core self. At the end of this episode, let's reflect on some ways we can make peace with the unknown rather than let anxiety and fear of the unknown drive us around. Look at the ways you already make peace with the unknown. Take note of the benefits that come with accepting and making peace with the unknown. Identify your anxious part and learn to work with it so it's not driving you around. Learn to separate from your anxious part and access your core, resilient self. Lastly, find the place in your core self that can be with the pain that the anxiety is afraid you would feel if it wasn't making you anxious. Otherwise known as the pain that the exile is carrying. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please consider assisting me in reaching more people by sharing it with others or writing a review. Together, let's raise our consciousness to help evolve humanity. For more information, please visit my website, daniellekaren.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-C-A-R-R-O-N.com.